You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, looky here, or at least listen here. It's those weekend golf guys. I love those guys. We are here, John Ashton in studio. Today, the part of Jeff Smith will be capably handled by the lovely and talented Brooke Watts from Star Ranch in Austin. And, of course, intrepid producer Mark Hunter on the controls. Uh, together, we are the weekend golf guys and gal. So That's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we can refer to you as one of the guys. Some people take it as a compliment. Other people wouldn't. So, whatever. We'll just throw both genders in there just to make sure we offend no one. Exactly. Are you throwing a y'all? A y'all. A y'all. All y'all. Gather All close y'all. and listen. Uh, we, we have mentioned before, we, we, we love the doing this, and we have a lot of fun doing this. And if it was just three or four of us in a radio studio doing this for an hour every week, we'd still enjoy doing it. But you guys, or in translate into Texan, y'all, or all y'all, make it so much more fun because you're actually listening and appreciating it. And you're coming back again and again and again. And, and that's just a big thank you for, uh, for doing that. We got uh, some of our um, results in from last month. We mentioned this from time to time because basically it blows us away. Because I'm, I'm sitting in a radio studio locked in, in the booming metropolis of Louisville, Kentucky right now. Knowing that out there listening in Birmingham, England, in Melbourne, Australia, in Denpasar. Ever heard of Denpasar? Not no. until you told me about it. <laughs> it's the capital of Bali in Indonesia. Amazing. People listening right now, we have to look it up because I think Bali, what do they do in Bali vis-a-vis golf? Well, there are four golf courses in Denpasar. Um, Four of them. Ba- yep, there's the Bali National Golf Club, and if you wow. want to play 18 holes on a weekday, it'll set you back 182 dollars US. The Nirwana wow. Bali Golf Club that'll set you back 175. The New Kuta Golf Club 170, and then the Bali Beach Golf Course, nine holes only, 70 bucks. Pays your money, takes your chances. <laughs> that I think we need to like go take a. Uh, well, we couldn't do a road trip. Pretty sure there aren't any roads that lead to Bali. <laughs> but I think we need to do some type of trip and, you know, go go pay a visit to our listeners. I think we need to. Now, I, I've got to uh, – I, I don't want to think that – you to think that we're all just about the international people listening. It just blows me away to know that I'm speaking English and there are people in Indonesia listening and pretending to understand me. Um, are we speaking English most of the time? We're trying to, unless, of course, we have you on and then we speak Texan. We try, right. we try to, you know, adapt to that. But we do have folks in, in uh, you know, the folks in Birmingham, in New York, in Melbourne, Australia, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, uh, Sunnyvale, California, Adelaide, uh, Australia, and then some of your peeps down in Dallas. Yes, sir. Um, Tucson, Dublin, Ireland. And we're all good English-speaking folk. And um, Forest City, Texas, Sydney, Australia, Trap, Texas. They love us in Texas. Even when you're not on, Brooke, but our Texas numbers should should quadruple. I know, I know. I tell you, the, we're we're kind folks down here. You ever heard we're of this? Friendly folk. You ever heard of the city of Marble Falls, Texas? 
I have. That is where my parents live. You're kidding me. I'm there at you know every Christmas, every Christmas and Thanksgiving. I'm there spreading the charm. Well, well your parents and their neighbors obviously are listening on a regular basis. <laughs> Next time well, you see them at Christmas dinner, just give them a big thank you for us, okay? <laughs> I will. I will. Maybe I'll play one of our episodes. You know, just blast it all over Marble right. Falls. I'll see what I can do. They're they're real, they're real kind down there. No, we know <laughs> that uh, we we are represented very well in the Southwest on that uh, that blowtorch of a radio station, XRQK. We we appreciate y'all listening in the Southwest and, and Charlotte and uh, up in New England. We got a few stations in Florida, all over the place, and obviously in Texas, and we do appreciate that too. But should you miss anything, and believe it or not, every week if you don't listen to the show, you've missed something. Important levels or importance level varies, <laughs> but you still miss something. Uh, we appreciate it when you check us out at audioboom.com. We are a proud member of the Golf Talk American Network, and you can access that just by going to audioboom.com. Look for uh, either do a search for those weekend golf guys or for Golf Talk America, whatever. Uh, a lot of good shows uh, represented in there, uh, ours, of course, being the best, in my own humble yet nevertheless expert opinion. So. I like the way you say boom. I like that. You like that? That's it. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. Audio really boom. A little, a nice little emphasis. To it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Never forget it. <laughs> that's, that was the plan, Stan. I like it. Something that would stick. Now, Jeff Smith is uh, in, in, in um, PGA meetings, the PGA he's section, Indiana. He is a he's a mover and a shaker, as they say. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's big time, buddy. He's big he time. He's going places, I tell you. That's right. I've never seen somebody as well-connected as Jeff Smith. And My when, gosh, doing the PGA show with him was amazing. And when they asked for volunteers for the uh, executive offices of the Indiana section of the PGA, he's he's always conspicuously absent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's got a, a heads-up about it. That's inside it. Track. Hey, they're going to they're gonna ask for... for they're going to hold an election. They're looking for officers. And just goes, you know, I'm really hungry. <laughs> Let's go get a bite to eat. This is a good time as any. What we're going to talk about today is, uh, believe it or not, golf. Amazing. And we do talk a good game. And um, we are going to talk not only about golf, but about uh, recuperating from injuries. There's a painful story coming. Uh, We're going to talk about um, using sex to sell golf and get a, a female perspective thereof. And we're going to talk about some quick fixes and things that you can do to make sure that the next round you play is going to be a better score than the last one you played, guaranteed. Or your money back. Wow. Uh, don't, don't mean to put you on the spot, Brooke, but, you know. Yeah, who's that's, money? <laughs> <laughs> right, so whatever you do, make it good, baby. We are those weekend golf guys, and we will be right back. All right, we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in the studio. Jeff Smith is not with us this week. He is uh, being capably replaced by the lovely and talented Brooke Watts from uh, Star Ranch in Austin, Texas. Intrepid producer Mark Hunter at the controls. Now, uh, off air, Brooke, you were telling us about a, a, a small little mishap on the practice <laughs> team. You know, mishap, gosh, 
Mishap's a good word. I okay. mean, there's a lot of words that I can describe it, uh, <laughs> but I don't know if I can say it on the air. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it would probably be edited out. But uh, yes, I uh, I have a student uh, where we have been working for about a year on getting her clubhead speeds increased. And, you know, really just, you know, swinging biodynamically the way her body's designed, you know, just if you hit these spots, you're going to swing the club faster, the ball's going to go further. Boy, did that bite me in the rear end about four (laughs) weeks ago where I said, okay, take the club to the top and I want you to stop. Well, she didn't hear the word stop. She took the club to the top, her seven iron. I reached in to try to grab her hands and that seven iron went screaming into my shin at about 100 miles an hour. And it was kind of like a hatchet going into a piece of wood. I mm-hmm. mean, it was uh, it, it was really kind of a, a religious experience, I would say. Because <laughs> you were screaming I, the name of the <laughs> Almighty. <laughs> I, I saw the light, y'all. I saw the light. I know what they're talking about now. I went straight to my knees, and I thought... If my foot is still attached, I'm pretty sure she just broke my leg. Oh, man. And I flipped over, and I mean, this thing, it it, it was like a champagne fountain of blood. I mean, it was unbelievable because it was just right on top of the shin bone. And (laughs) another student of mine, uh, her father saw the whole thing. He started throwing up and (laughs) saying a lot of profanity for the both of us. Well, that was helpful. It it, it was. It was. And the girl that did this, um, you know, needless to say, I think we've got our club heads speed exactly (laughs) i i don't think uh, i don't think we need to increase that anymore uh she starts crying and i'm and i'm the i'm the one that's injured and i'm the only one that's holding it together on the driving range and uh it's oh gosh it was unbelievable yeah it had to get stitches had to get some x-rays had to get a tetanus shot um you know it was funny a friend of mine i was actually supposed to meet up with her that night to help decorate cupcakes for her son's birthday and i called her and i said i don't think i'm going to make the the cupcake decorating party which i don't like to decorate cupcakes i love eating them but really decorating them is not my thing and she thought i think she thought i was making it up and I, she was like you know you could come up with a better excuse than this. <laughs> met me at the emergency room to, to make sure that this is what was going on but yeah, you know, it was uh, golf is hard, y'all. I keep I keep saying it's like MMA fighting. This is this is hard. Golf is hard. So, <laughs> I uh, but I am as uh, yeah. Four weeks it happened four weeks ago, and uh, kind of still walking like a pirate. Uh, you know, I I think this is uh, the big guy upstairs. His way of saying, Brooke, you need to stop working on your driver and start putting. That's all I've been able to do it's for like, about four weeks is <laughs> just putts. So. All the others. <laughs> Suggestions have been ignored, Brock. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly right. So my putting is, it's on, y'all. My putting is spot on. Do I have your attention now? <laughs> oh, boy. I tell you what. it's a, and I'll, I mean, I've had so many people walk up and say, we saw what happened. We do not know how you did not say a single curse word. And I said, it's because I had no air in my lungs. <laughs> I, was, I, I had adrenaline and zero air in my lungs and it's amazing how that'll clean up your vocabulary so because <laughs> my mama yeah. brought me up better that's what it is oh it but it was yes it, it that was an experience I, I will tell you this when i tell them to take the club to the top and stop we all stop and i, I make them stay up there for about two seconds now before i walk in so mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta say i'm a little i'm a little club shy now yeah, i can imagine in that man. club around yeah but I it's uh, yeah it's, mm. it's been great what's what's the uh, the prognosis i mean how how long before you can actually get back out and put put weight on it and play effectively for your own self 
Well, you know, I think it's just it's just a matter of getting the swelling down and okay. uh, you know, it's just you know, it's just working that swelling out and inflammation and it's interesting the orthopedic that I that's been overseeing all of this, he's sees some NFL players and he said, you know, I've got some guys that have taken some helmets to the shin three months ago and they're still walking with a limp and I'm like, Well great, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I uh I'm just going to have my mind right and just mm-hmm. stay positive and, mm-hmm. and honestly not, not press it too much. But, uh, I mean, I, the ki- my kids have been great that I teach. I mean, there's usually one of them that will carry my golf bag up, you know, back to my car after I'm done teaching. And, and I had somebody ask me, you know, is this like your new walk? Is this like a swagger that you have now? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> At least that's the swagger. story. Well, let's, let's, what about the, the young lady who uh, was on the other end of that seven iron? Is she, oh is, she, is she shy now? Is she giving up the game or what? Well, you know, she actually has rubber gloves in her uh, bag now because when this happened, bless her heart, she put her hand right on top of the wound because it was a it was a gash. It was definitely Ugh. a gash. This is a funny little, you know, karma story. So my dad is a pediatric dentist and he is actually her dentist. Oh. Well, last week she had to get three teeth pull. Well, guess who was in the waiting room (laughs) before my dad pulled these teeth out. And so she's, she's doing great. Bless her heart. I mean, she feels horrible and, you know, come to, you know, in this, the way it, her mom is actually a really good friend of mine. And of course, you know, that's, that's how it usually works, but she is, I mean, it is an accident. Accidents happen. Um, you know, it was as much my fault as hers, but I, I gotta tell you, I'm really happy with the speed of her club head. I tell you, that thing is moving and shaking. <laughs> it is sitting through that hair. Exactly. I call her the shit mangler now. That's her name. Well, at least, at least she's, she's eminently coachable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so yeah. am I. I tell you, I've changed the way I coach as well. So. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. one in this situation. Yeah, don't take but, it personal, but Brooke will be will giving you techniques from behind. <laughs> or maybe Skype. <laughs> yeah, let's video conference the next lesson. Hey, we are those weekend golf guys. Got a lot more good stuff coming up and uh, some, some uh, quick fixes from Brooke and a lot of good stuff too. Don't you move. We're back again, John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith uh, not with us this week. The uh, lovely and talented Brooke Watts from Star Ranch in Austin, Texas, filling in. Intrepid producer Mark Hunter at the controls. And and, and Brooke, I, I'm going to ask a question here. I, I know that um, you have been an accomplished collegiate golfer, an accomplished golf instructor. Um, what's the term? Is it girls' golf? Is it women's golf? Is it ladies' golf? Females? I mean, what, what's the accept politically correct way of referring to? <laughs> to the gender that's not male. As- <laughs> that, that's an amazing way to ask that, John. Yeah. I mean, gosh, that is absolutely incredible. It is. Uh, that's a great question. You know, it depends. I think on the on the level of uh, of player. You know, in high school, it's usually boys and girls. Okay. Boys team versus the girls team. Collegiate uh, level, men's versus women, and same okay. thing true for the PGA and LPGA. Men, men tour, women, women tour, okay. so on and so forth. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. I, I know you deal with a lot of girls slash women yes. as students, okay? Now, back when Tiger Woods was really hot, a lot of young kids started getting interested in golf. Yes. And, and the game kind of expanded a bit. Now, a lot of those young kids that were getting interested because of the Tiger boom are now 
on the LPGA Tour, I mean, on the PGA Tour, which is recycling the phenomenon, and a lot of younger kids are getting into it because a lot of young guys are doing well on the PGA Tour. Yes. Okay. Do your female students... See how I avoided that whole girls women thing? <laughs> yes, do yes your, sir. Do Amazing. your female students take a look at some of the recent stuff. Little things like whenever any of the golf magazines or golf publications do a story on the LPGA, it's always like Natalie Gulbis in a bikini or worse yet in a painted on bikini. Yes. Okay. Um do they take offense to the fact that during the Olympics it was um uh, what was her name? Victoria Lovelady. You know, um, uh, her name escapes me. The the really good looking brunette on the American team, and um, and that chick from Russia. I mean, those were the ones that got right. Got a lot of the press, not because they were the greatest golfers on the course, but because they were drop dead gorgeous. Are they at all worried about this? Is what's going to happen to me? I'm going to have to, you know, become a model slash stripper if I get on the LPGA tour. <laughs> You know, it, it that's a actually a very, very good question. With the kids and with my with my high school golfers that I have, um, you know, the majority of them are what when they're watching golf on the TV, they are actually watching the PGA tour just because it's easier to watch. Yeah, that's um, more, it's more more prevalent. Readily yeah. available. Yeah. Um that that's who they are watching. Now, my adult female students, um, you know, they you know, they are a little offended by it just because of, you know, how, you know, the LPGA has, you know, as we all know, suffered a little bit in terms of viewership and following, so on and so forth. We've lost a ton of tournaments here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, some some of the adult women, and I will, t- I will say this, you know, the majority of the adults that I teach are actually men versus women. Okay. I, the majority of the men that I teach are more offended by it than the women. The women actually handle it of my students better than the men. The men are actually more offended by it. Really? Um, by the yeah, than the women. Yes. I think uh, they're just trying to impress you by saying that. <laughs> Maybe they're just you know the that old Southern charm. Possibly. Yeah. This, this this look at me. I'm a new age sensitive guy. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so. Maybe, I maybe get on Facebook and I've got the, you know, the, it is a bit offensive, but I still go to it every, every week where they have the, the wags, wives and girlfriends of, yes, you know, PGA yes. tour. Yeah. I click yes. on it. You well, know, you know it I, is, I admit it. You admit it. You're, you know, you're, you're being honest. You're I, I feel so dirty after I'm done, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> I recover quickly. <laughs> Bounce right back. Bounce right back, John. You know, the girls, it's interesting. You know, the, the, the female students that I have, the high schoolers, the collegiate players that I have, um, you know, it's not just golf. I mean, they, they across the board feel that way about any type of female athlete. You know, there is that quote-unquote sex appeal that they're yeah. trying to market to, and I, they're very aware of it. I mean, this this younger generation is very aware of it. In my high school boys, I mean, I will say the same thing. They were like, you know, I just it, it doesn't need to be like that. This is golf, or yeah. with the Olympics, this is swimming, or tennis, or yeah. whatever it may be, gymnastics, or like this whole quote-unquote sex appeal, it's not necessary. And so and It's not necessary to sell hamburgers either, but it doesn't stop Hardee's and Carl's Jr., does it? <laughs> no, it, it yeah. doesn't. No. It it sure doesn't. Uh, but you know they they uh, this that generation they gosh they are they're up and coming and yeah. they definitely are aware of it. Well, they've been uh, inundated with it forever. I mean, for for old folks like Intrepid producer Mark and I, it's it's a a recent phenomenon. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that is, you know, it's, you know, that wasn't in the Betsy King era or Laura Davies or anything like that. Amazing play. Well, it started it, with, it has changed. Started with what's her name? Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When she, she posed nude in the bathtub, just instead of bubbles, she had golf balls surrounding her. Yes, absolutely. And that, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, there's a lot, there've been a lot of uh, successful athletes that have done some things that, you know, probably maybe have, you know, pushed the boundaries a little bit, yeah. but I mean, everybody being open and honest about it. And yeah. also that that is not going to make you a better golfer. <laughs> it, you know, yeah, it, it, it won't, but you know, it's fun to think about <laughs> <laughs> You know, we've all gotten desperate with our golf games at times, and it's like, well, if this will work, shoot, yeah, I'll try but, it. But yeah, the, now the PGA has recently purchased the LPGA. Yes. So yes. that may help because the PGA is much better at, at promotions, plus they're better at, uh, you know, extortion. <laughs> you know, I mean, there will be more LPGA tournaments in the United States because be they can either. always hold a PGA tournament over somebody's head. Absolutely. Well, and that is something that you know to help save the LPGA and yeah. to help increase the uh, the viewership and the uh, support of it. We've yeah. got to have tournaments here. You yeah, know, Austin exactly. used to have uh, an LPGA tournament here, and it was highly supported. I yeah. mean, it was a huge, huge tournament. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm I'm excited about that. You know, getting more participation with the LPGA, going um, and supporting it. And, you know, and most amateur golfers can relate a lot better to the LPGA players and the PGA players. Uh, exactly. Same distance that has been my point for a long time. You get 150, 160 yards out, and an, and an LPGA player is going to pull out a seven iron, not a pitching wedge. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's relatable. Yes. You know, I, I had some friends that played, uh, friends of my my mom and dad's that played with some LPGA, LPGA players, and it was hilarious, their response to it. And these guys play all the time. I said, what was it like playing with them? And uh, he said, it was actually a little boring. And I said, really? Why? He said, I got so tired of seeing this woman hit fairways and greens. He said, I <laughs> never seen anything like that. He said, it, he said, I'm on the cart path. I'm on a different hole. I'm in the hazard. And he said, I, it was the most incredible thing to see fairways and greens being hit. And he said, I mean, she was just, it was Michelle McGann. And ah, okay. He said it was unbelievable. Well, Frank Bassett with Golf Talk America, of which we are a proud member of the Golf Talk America Network, by the way, on audioboom.com. Um, so I throw that in whenever I can. <laughs> he played in a pro-am with uh, Val Kilmer. Yes. And he hit a shot, very errant tee shot. And she very kindly looked at him and said, Frank, that will not happen again. <laughs> <laughs> not Val Kilmer. Val, what's her? That's an actor. Val, what's her name? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Val. You know she's yeah. on. She's all over yeah. the place. Anyhow, yeah, not Iceman. Yeah, she. Not Iceman. Top Gun. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, it was Rosie. Rosie. I hate these. <laughs> I hate. I'm terrible with last names. You know. It's Val Kilmer, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, one, of those, yeah. one of those golfers. Yeah, we got Brooke, somebody with us filling in for Jeff Smith, and we will be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. You checked out our Facebook page yet? It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and like us. And we are this weekend golf guys back again. John Ashton in studio. Brooke Watts from Star Ranch in Austin, Texas, filling in capably for Mr. Jeff Smith. And of course, intraper producer Mark Hunter on the controls. You had mentioned during your, uh, your rather, uh, Interesting story about the injury 
that that it was God's way of telling you you need to work on your putting. Now you're you know former collegiate champion golfer, very accomplished golf instructor down there in Austin, Texas. What happens to putting? Why do you need to work on putting? You know, putting is something that we all need to work on regardless. We all need to practice everything in our game. But, you know, putting especially is it's something you do every single hole, every yeah. single time you play. Unless you're amazing and you have some type of magic wand and you can hole out 150 yards out from the fairway, putting is – that's a make-or-break point for your rounds. That is exactly right. And so putting is really – you know, I tell my students all the time, the ones that want to get to a certain number, I'm like, how's your putting? Talk to me about your putting. How many putts do you have? What's, you know, what are the percentages of four feet and in? And so absolutely, putting is a, a huge, huge part of the game. You know, working that process, working that routine, practicing with a purpose, practicing under pressure, especially when it, when it comes to putting. You've got that, you know, four foot in range. That is where it's short enough that you should make all of them. And it's long enough that it really terrifies you. Yeah. <laughs> That you can really screw it up. And so that four-foot, six-foot range, work on that about 85% of the time. And then working on some of the lag putts of just being able to visualize the grain, visualize the break, visualize the green, and you know, constantly working the same things. It's interesting. The problems that we tend to have in terms of our footwork with our driver, with our irons, correlate and correspond beautifully to putting. You know, If you're having a hard time staying balanced, getting in your posture with your full swing, you're having the exact same problem with your posture with your putting. And posture with putting is something that a lot of people don't really understand the importance of that. And you know, I've been doing a lot of work and a lot of research about how important it is to lock everything in from the waist down that allows the putting stroke to be square to square. If you can lock it in, I tell my students all the time, think about pushing your arches down and pushing your knees out to lock in that lower body. If you keep that lower body still during your stroke, you will have a square to square putting stroke every single time. You're a proponent of not bending over too, too much when you put in your putting stance too, aren't you? You know what I uh, what I feel works the best is making sure that you're in the same posture as if you're going to hit a seven iron, okay. as if you're going to hit your putting stroke. You know, Jeff Smith and I, uh, with our bio swing dynamics um, background of making sure that you've got the right posture, that you need to be centered more in the arches instead of on the balls of your feet and keeping things there. And that way you can stay grounded, stay neutral, keep a neutral spine. And it seems like a small thing or a little nitpicky thing, but it makes a huge difference with your putting stroke. I mean, if you have any type of lower body action or panache, as y'all say up there, <laughs> that is going to cause... Wait, Mark, have you ever said panache? <laughs> <laughs> Well, not I know, in that I've context. Heard y'all say <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all, y'all can deny it on the air. I know I've heard y'all say that. <laughs> Don't lie now. And so, if you get any type of lower body movement going on during your stroke, it can cause that putter to go inside the line, to out, out, to in. But if you lock it in, you're square to square every time. Yeah, it's frustrating for us, but it's got to be extra frustrating for someone. Of, of your accomplishment to be able to putt really well on Tuesday and then on Wednesday not be able to hit the broadside of a barn. Well, you know, it, and it happens to everybody. And mm-hmm. goodness knows I have had that where I've, I've given the amazing impression, especially in college, that I decided in the parking lot, I'm going to play golf for the first time. 
and go compete in a tournament in college. I mean, I've I've had experiences like that. And honestly, when I have, and thinking back now and having those hard times, I mean, gosh, I had a couple of years there where it was either hot or cold, no in between. Yeah. And it was my setup. My setup was off, and I didn't have good balance, and that caused everything just to go down the drain in a hurry. And so, you know, working on that, and especially with this injury, I've only been able to, you know, putt, but it's allowed me to really get solid, really get fundamentally sound with my setup with my putting, which I know, and I preach it all the time to my students, and they're seeing it firsthand that I'm not worried about my full swing because I'm working so hard on my setup with my putting that I'm not going to lose any ground. Setup is huge, and you can work on that setup with your putting, and you need to work on your putting in order to keep your scores low where you want them to be exactly i had a wonderful experience um last week uh just like that i mean because i have been uh, uh, paying very close attention to mr jeff yes and uh have gotten to the point now with with my irons well one of the things that jeff did is he really messed me up for a while because you know it used to be my my 150 yard club was my seven iron yeah now it's my 160 yard club Nice. Now I'm hitting my seven iron and I'm missing greens long. And it's like, come on, Jeff, give me a break, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're hitting it too good. I tell you, we win as ball constructors. (laughs) I tell you, you hit it too good, we get in trouble. I tell you what, really. Yeah. You You can't win for losing. I understand that. Mm. Yeah, but you knew the job was dangerous when you took it. So there you go. Um, (laughs) Boy, is it. (laughs) But I was playing, uh, had had my uh, 12 year old and my brother in law with me, and Things were just going really well. I wasn't really, I don't want to say I wasn't thinking about it because you do think about every shot prior to doing it or you don't do it well, but I wasn't obsessing over it. I was more obsessing over what the 12-year-old was doing. And uh, I was just, you know, doing it as best I could. I walked off the sixth green and my brother-in-law, who, who's a real pain in the butt sometimes, sometimes he comes in quite a high on the jerk quotient meter. Um, <laughs> Got it. Yes, sir. He said, hey, what, what, what hole we just finished? I said, six. He said, how many pars have you had? I said, six, which is out of character for me. Six consecutive pars is not something that John does on a regular basis. But he's about to because he's hitting that seven iron 160. I well, hear. and that's it. If you, can, if you can hit the green on your second shot, I, I used to be that I'd panic. I'd hit a bad drive. And I'd be like, you know, 200 yards from a green on a par four. And I go, oh, no. Well, now I've got, I've got two or three different clubs depending on conditions that can get me to the green. And I know that. Yes. The confidence, yeah. confidence is king, too. Um, yes. Oh, like, gosh, yes. Another thing that, that Jeff has pounded in my head. And I also, I know this is going to come as a revelation and a shock to you. So I hope you're sitting down. But then with your bad shin, you probably are anyway. Um, <laughs> yes. Should I buckle up? I actually practice a little bit. Mm. Oh my gosh! Oh, you're yeah. kidding. Oh yeah, no, no. And so you'd, you'd be surprised of, what difference it makes. <laughs> I, so that theory of practicing makes you better. That has traveling up north. Yeah, you should try it sometime. <laughs> that is amazing because I thought I was the only one that was onto this idea, and I was, you know, going to you know, come up with a whole presentation about it. Practicing <laughs> makes you better. That's amazing, John. Tell me more about that. But, but needless to needless to say. Having put in the forefront of my brain that I had just finished six consecutive pars, I bogeyed the next two holes. Thank you, <laughs> that, brother-in-law. Um, you know, and that is such a great point and a great story of, you know, being able to maintain your emotion, emotions. And, you know, I think it's 
you know, I, I call it, you know, a coming to Jesus talk of are you a player that can know exactly where you stand on your scorecard? Or are you one of those players that you don't need to know? Yeah. And I've got a lot of players that um, I've had some very honest conversations with that they're like, I need to know, I need to know. And with one individual in particular, I said, if you know where you stand, is that going to make you try harder with each shot? And she said, no, I'm going to try the exact same. I said, then why do you need to know? Yeah, all it's going to do is make you stiffer, sweetheart. That's all it's going to do. And And I kid you not, her first tournament, I started working with her in May. Her first tournament, she had. Well, I started working with her last May right after district. She had never broken 100, never. And she played district. She's playing number five on her JV team. And then she's never broken 100, saw her every single week. She had her first high school tournament, and how she did was going to determine if she's going to be JV or varsity. She goes out and shoots an 89. Ooh. Not only did she break 100, she broke 90. Mm-hmm. And it was just letting go of she had no idea where she stood in the round. And she ended up getting a 7 on a hole. Wow. And I said, when you got that 7, what did you think? And she said, I thought immediately I was going to shoot a 96. And I said, why a 96? She said, I don't know. That's just the number that popped into my head. And when she started <laughs> adding everything up, she, she shot an 89, and she made the varsity team. So, you know, I, I think, you know, pe- everybody's different. You know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't know if y'all say that. We say that down here. Not that we yeah. skin cats. Oh, you but say, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Anymore. Okay. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do it as much. But it is, you know, it. It, there's a lot of ways to play those 18 holes and to know where your score is. Yeah. You know, if you do not, there's. It's not a matter of you have to do it this way. It's what works best for you. Well, when good you're feeling you, when you're feeling good, you know it. Oh but, yeah. But the key to uh, to that six consecutive pars was, well, the first part was being able to actually hit the green on my second shot, or if That's I huge. if I didn't, it was able to chip well. But it was no more than two putts. Absolutely. You know, I got yeah. up and down on a couple, but. Two putts, and and that's all I do. I don't try for for uh, for any you know uh, miracle putts or anything like that. I just try to get my first one within two to three feet. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, lag putting that yep. is absolutely huge. If you get it within that two to th- two to three foot range, yep. having good distance control. And I ask that question all the time to my students. Yep. What do you think is more important, distance or direction? And they all say direction. And then I'll take a ball and I will have it go screaming hot right over the hole and have it, you know, and put it about 100, 100 feet off the green. Uh-huh. And I said, so which one do you think is more important? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. All right, listen, we're going to be right back in just a couple minutes and uh, we'll, we'll get Brooke to, uh, to make us all two putts the next nine consecutive holes. That's going to work. Don't go away. We are those weekend golf guys. Be right back. All right, here we are again. Uh, those weekend golf guys, John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith not with us. It is Brooke Watts from Star Ranch in Austin, Texas, more than capably filling in. And Trevor producer Mark Hunter at the controls, of course. And we were talking about putting. We were talking about the importance of lag putting so that your second putt is not a knee knocker, <laughs> but is something really, really close. It's a tap in. It's even if you're playing with a real stickler. Maybe a gimme. Um, Absolutely. How do you guarantee that that's what you're going to do? What What's a, a good way to practice? Because, you know, we there's so many elements to putting, not just the stance and the position, but, you know, the technique of hitting the ball, how to read a green, how to oh, read grain and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, 
We don't have time to study all that stuff. You know, we're busy people. Well, absolutely. Well, you know, I think, you know, one thing that is really, uh, that helped me a ton with my lag putting is visualizing the hole. And this is, this is something that's interesting. If you're, the next time you play, be a little bit more focused about where you're looking in terms of the hole. Meaning, are you looking on the front edge of the hole? Or are you looking at the back edge of the hole where you can actually see the grass and the back of the cup? Mm-hmm. Where you visualize is going to make a huge difference of the tendencies of where you're going to miss the putt, meaning short or long. If you're looking at the front edge of that hole, you're going to have a tendency to miss it short. If you're looking on the back edge of the hole, you're going to have a tendency to miss it a little bit long. College coach, my freshman year, who taught me so much about course management... And he is so precious to me, Coach Estes. He got he always was on to me about Brooke. You need to make sure that you when you miss putts, you miss them long. You miss them long. And he said because number one, if you miss it long, now I'm talking you know you know that you know one two possibly three feet past, mm-hmm. you know not eighty feet past. Yeah. <laughs> so, always good to clarify that. Yes, it always is good. That's what Brooke told me. Long. It's it's <laughs> only seventeen feet. That's long. <laughs> exactly. I'm ba- I'm having to chip back on the green, but by golly, I missed it long. <laughs> I uh, the if you miss it long, then number one, watch the ball because you have the break immediately coming back. Right. The other thing by missing it long is at least you've had some shot of it going in. That ball will never go in the hole if it's short, but if it's long, at some point it could have had a chance to go in. A great drill to help you get to make sure that those putts are missing a little bit long is take one of your clubs. Take your driver and put it about two feet behind the hole and visualize, okay, I'm me making this 20-foot putt is, is slim. It's slim for all of us to make that. Mm-hmm. But having that ball end up somewhere between past the hole and to the driver but not past that driver is getting you into the habit of hitting some good lag putts, but at least you're getting it past that hole. Mm. And that is a great way. And it makes it the enormity of I've got to hit this little bitty cup to I've got this long driver and I just want the ball to end up somewhere between the hole and on that driver. And then you start visualizing that and it all of a sudden things become a lot less stressful. You know, it's one of those things I had a a coach tell me one time, when you become a really good putter, guess what? Your chipping gets better because you know if you miss the chip that you've got your putting to back you up. Well, guess what? Your chipping starts getting more consistent and then all of a sudden your approach shots approach shots start getting better because you know okay well my chipping's good my putting's really really good all right here we go and when you start playing relaxed then it's amazing how much better golf we play and doing that driver drill behind the hole seeing and visualizing a bigger area to hit allows those lag putts to start getting closer and closer and closer and also the percentage of you making them goes up dramatically as well you know i think that should become a mantra for most of us if you're going to miss a putt, miss it long. Yes. That's one of the mistakes a lot of us make is, is we're a little too timid. We don't, we don't want to go past the hole because we have no idea how far past the hole it's going to go. Um, absolutely. But, but then again, you're absolutely correct. If you don't get to the hole, you still don't really know what the break's going to look like between where your ball did stop and the hole. Absolutely. Which is absolutely. a good reason for lip outs. And I mean, we, we had a round on Sunday after our local show um, the three of us, I think between the three of us, we had like 11 lip outs. Oh, wow. And it was like, it's so frustrating, but it was yes. just, you know, either the speed was off or our aim was off just a fraction. Yes. Just enough to get that little tease where it starts to fall into the hole and then centrifugal Boom. force speeds it up and it flies back out. 
I hate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, you know, and one thing, this is something that I, in my, you know, four weeks of uh, injured reserve, <laughs> like a pirate, <laughs> that I have gotten really, really in tune with is we all need to be better about, if you want your putting stats to improve, we all need to be much better about hearing the ball go in the hole instead of seeing it go in the hole. Because it's just like water skiing. You know, my dad taught me this. When you're on a water ski and you're trying to get pulled out of the water, the sooner you see the water, the sooner you're going to be in it. <laughs> <Same thing's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> or maybe that's just how we did it. <laughs> but the same thing's true with putting. The sooner you look to see where that ball's going the sooner you're going to be disappointed and yeah. you're not it's not going to be the result that you want keep that head down you can pop your head up too quickly but you cannot keep your head down too much when you putt get into the habit of we need to hear that ball go in the hole instead of seeing it go in the hole i'm a follower of a guy named the putt whisperer he's yes. been on the show you familiar with him yes sir i just got a tweet from him today that said 12 foot putt look at the stick not the ball yeah Absolutely. No, that is exactly right. Really? You know, look at look at Jordan Speed. You know, he does that uh, that whole thing of with he, when he's about six feet and in, yeah. he's not looking at the ball. I mean, he's actually looking at the hole. Yeah. So he's got his head locked in. You know, it's just whenever you start moving that head. I see. So it's it's the stillness, not the position. Basically, then it's just, you got it. Yes, okay. sir. Okay, it, you got it. Because when that head's moving and turning, that means that our hips are moving, which means our knees are moving, which means that we are Beyonce on that putting green. And I, you know, there's a time and place to break it down. You got this Beyonce fixation, lady. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Was you know because it gets the point across. Yeah, you know, it I could, certainly does. I, I could I could throw in some country singers, but they don't move like Beyonce. No, you know? I, no, I just, nor uh, would anybody know who you're talking about. This, this, <laughs> absolutely, that's exactly right. So, but it is you get into the habit. I, I promise everybody, if you get into the habit of hearing the ball go in the hole versus seeing it, you're going to be so much happier. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, in that way too, that reading a green really doesn't become that important if you're not planning on sinking it then you don't have to agonize over well is this is going to break two inches to the right or an inch and a half to the right absolutely you know and one thing that i tell folks all the time is you know i had somebody an an instructor tell me this where i was having a hard time reading greens and he said i said i have no idea how to read this green i was i was a teenager in high school and Mm -hmm. he said well just visualize a bucket of water being thrown on the green and i was like well steve if i can't figure out which way a ball's gonna go how am i gonna figure (laughs) out which way a bucket of water's gonna go thank you such a good question i've asked repeatedly and never had a good answer to what do you say it, he he just laughed and he said, "Brooke, you're funny." And I, and he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, well, yeah, Brooke, right, that's I a good just, one. <laughs> exactly, that's a knee slap. I'm going to go tell the guys in the locker room about that. Uh, but you know, one thing that I tell my students all the time is, you know, one thing if you are uns- unsure about which way a ball is going to break on a green, one thing that you can do to help take the break out of it a little bit is hit the putt a little bit more firm. That's going to take the break out. If you're slowly rolling putts to the hole then the ball's going to be very affected by the break. If you're not sure if it's breaking right to left or left to right, hit it just a tad more firm straight at the hole and it's going in and it won't be affected by the break as much. So go. that's one thing that you can do. Now, you know, there also one thing I tell people to do as well, and, and all of my friends make fun of me about this and my family, and it's listening with your feet. When you're walking towards that hole, really listen with your feet because mm-hmm. sometimes you can't see it or your eyes play tricks on you. Mm-hmm of what the break is actually going to be, walk up there. You know, Tom Watson was a huge advocate of that. Walk to the hole, 
walk behind it and you may be able to feel, okay, my right foot's actually a little lower than my left. That, that ball's going to break to the right. So yeah. that's something else that you can do if you're having a hard time seeing it, which that was hard for me to always see it, but I could feel it. Yeah. And that helped me dramatically. Well, that's good. Jeff Smith has used that same line too. And people laugh at him when he says it too. Well, that's why Jeff and I get along so yeah, well because people it, are usually laughing at us. And then we both, laugh at each other. You're both weird. <laughs> However, along. if you were to, A, keep your head still, whether you're looking at the ball, you're looking at the hole, you're looking at a point in front of the ball or whatever you're doing, keep your head still through the putting stroke. Yes, sir. Hit the ball with the, with the idea of passing the hole a bit if you miss the cup and listen with your feet. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, then everything's sunshine and rainbows, y'all. That's, that's not only sunshine and rainbows, but four strokes less. Guaranteed yes. from Brooke Watts. And uh, we'll give you her email address later on in case it doesn't work. You can take it up <laughs> with you. her. You can take it up with the <laughs> complaint department. It's on the that's second right. floor. But you don't have a second floor. Well, mention that while you're up there, okay? You complain <laughs> about that, too. Listen, Brooke, don't go away. Hang on a second. But uh, you, we, we thank you for being here, uh, alas and alack. A lot more great information, but our time is up. So we will uh, ask you to uh, very kindly go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Check it out. Listen, we uh, about the 1st of November are going to be putting up our uh, gift guide, the absolute perfect gift for any golfer on your list, no matter how much you want to spend or how good or how bad they are. The perfect gift will be there. Tweet us at WKNDGolfGuys. Follow us on Facebook.com slash golfguys. Or, of course, listen to all of our archive shows on audioboom.com. Those are again, Golf Guys. See you next week. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. You suck. I mean, isn't that the thought that goes through your mind every time you, like, chunk a chip or blade a wedge? It is, isn't it? Yes. Yes, indeed. It is. I hear that so many times from people. You know, it could be, I hate to say this because I'm one of these personal responsibility kind of guys, but it could be the club. That's possible. And I don't understand. I know you do, but nobody understands, so we're not going to explain it. But the bounce and the lie angle and the grind and all that kind of stuff, it's very confusing but very important for wedges. Is it not, Jeff? That is absolutely true. You, right. you better have something that gets through the turf pretty well. Harry Taylor, former PGA professional golfer and excellent club designer, has new wedges that work for 98% of us. Harry Taylor, HarryTaylorGolf.com. Use code LOVEMETENDER and you are going to get a huge discount. The 149 wedge for 99 bucks, the 169 wedge for 109 bucks. LOVEMETENDER is the code. Go there, check it out, HarryTaylorGolf.com. Hey, this is John Ashton with Those Weekend Golf Guys. And, uh, you know, Jeff Smith is a PGA member, so he gets to play like anywhere he wants to play for free. You and I, we're not quite like that. We have to, you know, by hook or by crook. You got a friend, whatever. We all want a discount. We all want a deal. And we know how you can get a deal. You want to go to digitalgolfpass.com. They've got the uh, the whole country broken up into different areas. And there are a whole lot of golf courses in each area. You can buy one area or upgrade to all the areas it's a membership. It makes you kind of cool. And, you know, with the right deal at your first foray into your favorite golf course with Digital Golf Pass, you've probably saved enough money to actually pay for the membership. Check it out, digitalgolfpass.com. Use the coupon code GOLFGUYS at checkout and you'll save five bucks. 
Yeah, we hooked that up for you. All right? You know people. DigitalGolfPass.com. Coupon code GOLFGUYS. Go now. <laughs>